the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. It may, may have been too early with that one. <laughs> but yeah, welcome into another Saturday afternoon at Woods and Water. My name is Roger Metz, and I'm here with my daughter, Taylor. Hello, everybody. Happy Saturday. Yes, it's a beautiful Saturday out there, even though there's a, a lot of gloom and doom. The outdoors is never closed. It's, as, it's only as far as your back door, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful day out there. <clears throat> well, we're not going to waste any time today because we've got a, a guest on the line, and if you're watching Facebook Live, it's sideways. I don't know. It gave me a error message, and I kind of overrode it, and we're sideways. I'll fix that during the break. But, <laughs> but we are, uh, we're joined by Captain Billy Downer, a Major Billy Downer, excuse me. He was captain a few years ago. He's now a major from the Department of Natural Resources. I wanted to get get him on and uh, and talk about some of the things that are going on, the boat ramp closures and the reasons why, some of the questions and all. So he's been good enough to join us on a Saturday. Uh, Billy, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I'm glad to be here, Roger. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Anytime, anytime. Well, let's. Um, I'm just going to kind of turn it over to you because I know you guys are busy. You've been handling a lot of things. There's a lot going on with the governor's orders and all in it. And I wanted to give you all an opportunity to come on and just tell people, hey, this is what's happened. This is why it happened, and this is what we're doing about it. So the time sure. is yours. I may, I may chime in once in a while. Taylor may. Who knows? But we're not going to interrupt you. This is your time. Sure. All right. So basically on Monday afternoon, we all got surprised with a new governor's executive order, as we've been seeing through this uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, crisis situation, wherever you want to call it. Uh, things continue to evolve daily, sometimes faster than we can even react to. But on Monday afternoon, we got all surprised. I was in the house, and my wife said, hey, have you seen this? And I said, what? <laughs> she was on Facebook. She goes, hey, look, um, the governor's closed public landings. I said, do what? So, again, things happen so quick that even we don't know they're coming out. So I want to say that to folks before they – I mean, a lot of folks get frustrated. They've been frustrated with DNR a little bit, and I get that. But I want to try to explain that. So, Roger, if I can, we'll start off. Let me just read the governor's executive order, what happened on Monday, and then let's explain it from there. Okay. Uh, so let me just get through this real quick. So the governor said on Monday afternoon, I hereby order and direct that any and all public piers, docks, wharfs, boat ramps, and boat landings providing public access to the public waters of this state to include any adjacent or associated public parking lots or other public facilities shall be closed to public access for recreational purposes for the duration of the state of emergency. So to any further clarification, guidance, rules, regulations, or restrictions issued or promulgated by the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources, as herein below, I further direct the beaching or rafting of boats, whether on a sandbar, lakeshore, riverbank, or island, is prohibited for the duration of the state of emergency. Vessels must remain underway at all times unless exigent circumstances exist. Anchoring to fish is allowed, however. Rafting is prohibited under all circumstances. This section does not apply to individuals possessing the current ballot commercial fishing license or permit pork or permit to the extent such individuals <laughs> may seek to utilize or rely upon public piers, docks, wharfs, boat ramps, or boat landings 
in connection with commercial fishing activities. That is a mouthful, but that was the order sure. it came out. So okay. what does it mean? Let's break it down for a minute. What it means is all public landings are closed until further notice. They'll continue to be closed until the governor lifts the state of emergency. So that's what's going on right now. Why did he close public landings? Well, it's the number one, it's probably the biggest access point for folks to get on the lakes. And what we saw the last two weeks is people were congregating out on the lakes on sandbars. They're, they're cooped up. They're tired of being cooped right. up. They want to get out, just like the rest of us. Unfortunately, though, they were getting out and congregating, which is in a violation of the executive order the governor started several weeks ago to prevent the spread of this virus. As we know, the spread of this virus is easier if you're in big, large groups and you're in close proximity to folks. So that's kind of what caused them to do this. Um, so public okay. landings are closed. Past that, what does it not mean? Well, it doesn't mean the lake's closed. It doesn't mean okay. you can't still access the lake. So if All you right. have a private landing or a landing that pays, a pay-to-launch landing is a private landing. It's not a public free landing. So those are open. So private landings, either in your backyard, your friend's yard, uh, um, a landing that call, you have to pay to launch, those sure. are all still open. Okay. Uh, can you fish on the lakes? Can you fish in our waterways? Absolutely. Fishing still at, allowed. Um, in okay. fact, if you listen, you know, a lot of words in this thing which get – get tied up, and we get blamed because we got mentioned in it. You know, so right, DNR. Right. Well, the reason we're mentioned in it is because we're the one, we were sta- we were tasked with deciding, okay, what's going to be okay, what's not going to be okay, past the public land is being closed. We didn't have a point in that. The governor made that decision. But past that, what's going to be okay on the water? So here's the point. Okay. Okay. If you get on the water, if you access the water through a private landing, and you're in a boat, you have to stay underway. You can't anchor out unless you're fishing. So folks that go fishing, remember the governor's order originally said you can only have two people in the boat. Or right. two people could be gathered together. Three right. or more is a violation. So you and your buddy, you and your best friend can go out in the boat and fish, and you're not in violation of anything. Okay. You anchor your boat out to fish. You're anchoring out to fish a brim bed. You're fine. Okay. Um, so nothing there. If you go out with more than two people, could you be in violation of this order? Yes but not if it's your family. So, Roger, you and your daughter and and whoever, your family wants to go out together. My family goes out, and there's four or five of us in my family in the boat. That's not a violation of this order. That that is an exception. So families can go out and vote. Nothing's wrong with that. They have to to stand their way. The other thing you heard, they cannot get out on a sandbar, period. All right. That is is made now. That's not allowed now. Can't get in a sandbar because that's where people people are getting and gathering. So you can't beach the boat. You can't get out on a sandbar. You can't beach the boat and not get out of the boat. You got to, you know, the boat can't be beached. It's got to stay underway, which means it's got to be moving on the water. Um, you can't raft up to other boats. So that means you can't tie up to other boats. And again, you can't gather up with other folks and tie up because then you're putting yourself and others at risk by getting together. Um, so that's the basics of this. You saw some language in there about commercial landing, commercial work, uh, commercial fishermen. And right. that was so the governor didn't want to shut landings down where people who make money on the water couldn't do so. And that even includes guides. Guides could still go out. They, they can meet you on a private dock. They can put in a landing to go do their work, to go do the job they do, uh, to make money. Uh, down the coast, this caused a lot of angst, a lot of anxiety. 
from dock boaters, folks that work on these islands, these coastal barrier islands. Their right. only way to get there is by these public landings, so they can still use the public landings to go to work. Okay. Now, dock builder can't go load his boat up with his buddies and go out in the lake for fun. <laughs> he's got to go to work. You know, he's okay. got to be going to work. Uh, so there are some limitations there, but it was not meant to stop people from being able to work, the people that have to use these landings to work. So that's the basics of this. And the questions have come all week long, so I welcome you. Know, if you've got a few questions you've thought about, uh, I'd be happy to try to answer them best I can. And we can go through this again a little bit. But, you know, the biggest thing is, can you still fish? Yes, you can yeah. still fish. Can you anchor out your fishing? Absolutely, you can anchor out your fishing. Not a problem. Um, you just have to access the water through a private ramp. Okay. I guess we got we got about a minute and a half left here in this segment. I guess one of the things is, and I got this right off the DNR FAQ page. How long is this going to last? Yeah, so it lasts as long as the governor keeps the state of emergency going. So as we watch this pandemic develop, if things turn and get better, he could rescind this. Uh, But right now, it's in effect until further notice. Okay. Taylor, you got anything for him? No, I think he answered all my questions. I got all mine, too. Um, you know, people want to ask this, too. Can I launch yeah. from this particular boat ramp? They want to know, okay. is that boat ramp private or not? Well, you can go to the DNR webpage, and you can search in the search icon there. You can search for boat ramp list, and it'll come up with public all the boat ramps. Okay. And you can click on the boat ramp, and it'll tell you who owns or manages it. Okay. So, um, so private ramps, pay to launch, are still, are still open. Okay. You know, you can use your friend's ramp to launch, but you have to have permission. Okay. Hey, Billy, hang on through the break if you don't mind. Let's, uh, I got to do have another couple questions to ask you if you can. Sure. All right. All right, folks, we'll hang on through the break. We'll be back with, uh, Major Billy Downer from DNR talking about the boat ramps and lakes and fishing. All right, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. We are have as our guest for the first segment, and he's been good enough to bleed over a little bit in the next segment, Major Billy Downer with the Department of Natural Resources. Been talking a lot about uh, the, the boat ramp closures, the restrictions on rafting up and all of that. But there's a little bit of good news here, Billy, because I saw where Department of Natural Resources reopened all the state lakes. That's correct. Also, a lot of questions have been associated with this. Can I still bank fish? Can I still fish on the side of the road where I always have? Uh, and the answer is yes. You can still bank fish, and you can park along roads wherever you normally have in the past, as long as there's not a no parking zone or a no fishing from bridge sign. You can fish where you always have. And our state lakes, initially, when this order came out, were closed. We opened them back up because a lot of people wanted to enjoy bank fishing. They may not be able to put in the lake, but at least they can go bank fish on those state lakes so the bank fishing was opened up on 13 state lakes managed by the DNR, Sunrise Lake, Mountain Lake, uh, Lancaster Reservoir, Lake Thickety, Lake Paul Wallace, Lake Oliphant, Lake John <laughs> D. Long, Lake George Warren, <laughs> a list of them, and it list yes. goes on, yes. And, and, and quite frankly, Billy, right now bank fishing is really, really, really good because the bass are coming up the bed, the brim are on the bed, the crappie ought to be coming in shallow, so if you're a bank fisherman, Really, right now, you're in you're in the heart of of when you can bank fish and when it's really good. 
Sure, and you know, let's don't forget turkey season. <laughs> what, what better way to social distance yourself than to go out in the woods by yourself and go try to take a turkey? Um, I mean, that that is completely safe. I mean, yep. you're outside, you're breathing uh, God's clean air, uh, and you, you may or may not get a turkey, but uh, at least you can go out there and enjoy some time in the woods. Billy, a lot of people look at the Department of Natural Resources, and mostly in times like this. Well, the department shut down the boat ramps. We can't go fishing and stuff like that. And we've been through that. It's not your fault. That's Governor McMaster's, and y'all just have to go over there yet. But there have been a lot of things canceled this spring on in the summer that you guys put on or manage that are really fun, like National Archery and School Program stuff, uh, scholastic sure. shooting sports, a lot of that stuff that y'all did, fishing rodeos. Talk about a few of those things that have been canceled that you guys really enjoy putting on that benefit a lot of kids. So we got really lucky with our shooting sports program, scholastic shooting sports. We were able to get that in under the wire right before the high school league and the South Carolina Independent School Association shut down sports. We literally got that done the weekend it was going to close that Monday. So we got really lucky back uh, in early March and getting that shooting event on. Had a great event, safe event. Uh, you know, gave away around uh, $38,000 in scholarships there. Uh, to graduating seniors uh, shooting their shotgun for their last year. But uh, we we did have to cancel our archery in school. That's a great point. Uh, archery in school is probably, you know, we see around 1,100 kids come to that state tournament along with our 3D, um, IBO 3D uh, tournament. That got canceled uh, because of everything going on. Multiple rodeos have been canceled all the way through May 9th right now, rodeos across the state that thousands of young people and their families are able to come and enjoy fishing uh, for free. And unfortunately, those events have had to be canceled right now uh, because of the order that's going out. And, and again, the need for public safety and public health. So we don't need to forget that, that yes, the governor did close these things, but it was in, the, it was in a need and urgency to maintain public health and make sure people practice social distancing and actually force it in some ways when we saw that people weren't. Um, that's the unfortunate thing is, you know, you hate to say one apple spores the whole bunch, but in the truth, the last couple of weekends people were out in these sandbars and they were doing their thing and they yeah. weren't listening to the order. And, and that's what caused this reaction. And now we're having to manage it. And as you said, we don't know when it's going to end, but there have been some events that have been canceled. We hope that things will turn around and get much better. We hope that some of the events, maybe in late May, will still be able to go. But maybe we'll get a couple of rodeos in. Uh, but right now, we're kind of waiting day by day, week by week, to see how how this COVID nineteen situation continues to develop. Well, I uh, appreciate it. Any Taylor got anything? No, uh-uh. this was. But good. I will I say think... this: Look, the yeah. good news is the outdoors ain't closed. <laughs> That's right. We can still go out. You know. <laughs> If you got, if you can find a way on the lake, you can still get out on the lake and you can enjoy some fresh air. Don't forget turkey hunting. Don't forget fishing in private ponds. That's still available. Um, a lot of families are enjoying a lot of fishing right now that they haven't done in years because they didn't have time to. Yeah. Uh, so there are some good stories in the midst of this. My best friend went out with his, uh, his 14 year old and his five year old and they caught a 9.8 pound bass in a private pond. Had a blast. <laughs> I think that at one point, the five-year-old was out fishing and had 10 bass before they had any. So, I mean, there are some great opportunities, great stories that are out there. I encourage folks to take time with their kids while they're out of school now. Get outside. Enjoy a private pond if you can or go to the lake. The crappier biting, 
the brim abiding, uh, you know, shell cracker abiding. It's just a great time to get out there if you can access it. And most of us have friends that have ability to get on the lake somewhere. Uh, and again, turkey season's in through the end of April. For us here in this area in the Midlands, you know, the upstate, they go through May 10th. Yep. But hey, enjoy a good morning while listening to a turkey gobble. I enjoy it like anybody else. Absolutely. Well, Billy, thanks for taking time on your Saturday to be with us. Thanks for all the clarifications. And, uh, you know, folks, if you got any questions, go to the DNR website. Uh, if you can't get any answers there, email somebody at DNR or email me, and we'll have – I'll forward them down to Billy and get your answers and get it back to you. How's that sound, Billy? Good? Yes, appreciate it. Just remember, our officers are out there just trying to do the best they can with this like everybody else. Uh, they're going to try to use patience and good discretion as always, and we'll just uh, – Ask everybody to be patient with us as we deal with this. Appreciate it, Billy. You take care of yourself, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you in, in happier and more outdoor-friendly times. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Roger. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you, Billy. Yes, sir. That was Major Billy Downer from the Department of Natural Resources. He, a lot of information he covered. If you're, If you don't, if you miss something, if you want a clarification or something, go to the DNR website. They have a, an FAQ page on the COVID-19 restrictions and the governor's thing. And I actually I have the governor's thing here, too. I forget where I got it from. But you can go on and read this stuff. It's not, you know, and, and they answer the question. I mean, he pretty much went down the list. What has been closed? Uh, does it include landings within DNR wildlife management areas? Uh, does it order apply to privately owned ramps? It's all there. You can, find, you can even find the list of the state lakes. That he was talking about, and they're pinpointed. It's an interactive map. You can go to that lake and, and like Draper in York County and go to it, and it'll tell you about Draper. So I think we covered that pretty good. Taylor, you yeah, good? I think it was good to get some kind of closure about the details of what's going on. So yeah. I, feel like, I feel like all this is getting jumbled up. It is. It so is. So it was nice to have it kind of laid out for us and what's accepted, what's accepted and what's not accepted. And, you know, that's a hard pill to swallow because we have so much freedom to go and do that when it's restricted and whether you agree or think this is as big a deal as it is or it's not going to be, uh, that's beside the point. And we, we do what we have to do during the times we do it. And, it, you know, this too will come to an end. It will. <laughs> Hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs> well, Taylor, since Billy was talking about turkey season. Yes. We have some updates on turkey regulations. Let's just go through the turkey regulations for people who haven't been keeping up or like up here in Game Zones 3 and 4 who are just getting started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so private lands, Game Zones 1 and 2, open April 1st and May 10th, or the end at May 10th. Um, private land, Game Zones 3 and 4, March 22nd through April 30th. Okay. Um, Did I say Game Zones 1 and 2 are just getting started or 3 or 4 just getting you started? 3 and 4. Well, that's bad. <laughs> Forgetting what games on I'm in. Okay. <laughs> games on one and two is just getting started. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is. All right. Okay. It is. And then wildlife management areas um, statewide, April 1st through May 5th. Um, they're still enforcing the no more than one per day um, through April 1st through the 10th um, on private lands and wildlife management, management areas and games on one and two. Um, and then we have some – let me see if I can find it. Okay, so we have a new regulation about fanning or reaping. Okay, which is something that's gotten popular over the last few yes, years. Yes, it has. Um, on wildlife management areas, the practice of fanning 
or reaping is prohibited. Um, it's basically, it's, said it's, it's defined as hunting or stalking wild turkeys while holding or using for hunter concealment of the following items. Um, tail fan, um, partially or fully, do you, do you mind quit kicking me? <laughs> Just trying to get you to quit moving around. <laughs> Partial or full <laughs> decoy with a fan, with a tail fan, or a tail fan mounted to a firearm. Um, these include real or synthetic feathers. Um, image or likeness of a tail fan is applied to any material. Um, the regulation does not apply on private land. Okay, so that's game management only. Mm-hmm. And that's more of a, I think on game management, it could be more of a safety issue maybe. Um, you know, we still have some people that shoot at movement mm-hmm. and are not careful about things. And, and when you're turkey and you don't wear orange. Yeah. It's different with deer season. You don't wear, you're not required to wear hunter orange during turkey season because, you know, hey, turkeys, you know, they see a lot better than deer. Yeah. <laughs> a lot better <laughs> than deer. I don't know. I'm supposed to go turkey hunt Friday morning. You are? Yeah. Get an invitation to go turkey hunt. When were you? We're not, we're not. I will talk to you this <laughs> after the show. Like Paul's going this afternoon. <laughs> my brother showed me a picture of five gobblers in his driveway the other day. Oh, my word. <laughs> That's where That's they are. They're, they're, they're in the neighborhoods now. They figured out because we don't have any. Uh, they're, no. Nowhere that I hunt has turkeys right now. And has really never had turkeys. So... When when it comes to when the turkey regulations come up for debate and people are going, oh, there are turkeys everywhere. Well, it's yes and no. They may be everywhere where you are. <laughs> they may be nowhere where I live. Mm-hmm. I see them on Powerline right-of-ways in downtown Spartanburg and <laughs> other places where they shouldn't be. And they're not where I can get to them. And of all places, they're not at our farm. No, they're not. Where we have access to them. They're not. You know, Billy made a good point about pond fishing. Every There are lots of small ponds out there. The key to it is getting permission to go. Mm-hmm. And there's an art to approaching a private landowner, asking to hunt, asking to fish. And one of the big things that nobody does that used to happen all the time is when you did gain permission to hunt somewhere or fish somewhere. And you may want to incorporate this if you're, if you're, if you're fishing your neighbor's pond or you get permission to go somewhere. Share. You know? Mm-hmm. All from some fish, not not right out of the pond, you know, with scales and all that. Clean them. Offer the landowner some fish. If you hunt, if you have a landowner that lets you hunt, offer him some back straps. Don't give him ground beef, ground venison. Give him the good stuff. Cultivate those relationships. Could turn into be something good. All right, hang on through the break at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back. We've got some stories on coyotes and getting back into nature and just some positive stuff. So hang on through the break. More Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. It's, uh, I don't know, day whatever, not being able to really go be friendly. <laughs> I don't know. I did get to see some of my friends last night. A couple of your friends, yeah. So that was nice. That was nice. A little my break. Your mom's going stir crazy. Yeah, she is. It's okay. She'll see her friends soon, too. The two of you are socialites. I mean, I enjoy yeah. being out and social <laughs> and doing things and talking to people. You two just like her. 
Y'all are having a tough time. Y'all are having a real tough time. Um, we're going. Yeah, it, there's a lot of stuff been canceled, and there's some events, some things that are happening, and some that are canceled. So we're just going to take the next however long it takes us to go through the latest cancellations or things you can do or things you can't do. So bear with us and, and go, because this is some of the stuff that we talked about earlier, some of the big things uh, that we really wanted to come in, and, and one of those is the Shaw Air and Space Expo. You know, we, we already got word that the uh, Charleston Air and Space Expo had been canceled with the U.S. Navy Blue Angels. Now we get a press release from Shaw Air Force Base saying we're saddened to announce the cancellation of the Shaw Air and Space Expo to include STEM Day scheduled for May 15th through 17th. You know, yes, this is in you know, public health and thanking everybody in the in the Air Force and the local community for their support and every time. We do not have a date for the next show, but we look forward to when we can host you again. Normally, they're every two years. Uh, back in the 80s, seemed like Shawfest, back then it was called Shawfest, happened pretty much every year for a few years. And then we had sequestration that came in and pretty much prevented it from happening at all. And then when it did come back, it looks like it's on a two-year rotation, the same with the Charleston show. So unless they decide to put one on an off year, which is hard to do because the schedules for both the Air Force Thunderbirds and the Blue Angels are set two years before, um, probably 2022 before you get an opportunity to see either the Blue Angels or the Air Force Thunderbirds in South Carolina. So, boy, this is... I mean, I miss a lot of things. I miss doing a lot of things, but going and seeing these two teams perform, it has really killed me. <laughs> I'm sad. It's okay. No, it's not. It's Go ahead. Not, you said it'll happen in 2022. So. Yeah, that's two years away. Well. That's a long time. Okay. I could be dead by then. <laughs> okay. Anywho... <laughs> Switching gears from <laughs> airplane <sighs> to fishing. Yes. It's okay, Dad. It's okay. I know. I'm frustrated. Go ahead. <laughs> um, we have an update on some of the Bassmaster cancellations. Um, postponements at this er, point. Postponements, yes. yes. Um, like um, we talked about in the first segment, boat ramps have been boat ramps have been closed down. Right. So the first can the first postponement was the Bass College event on Hartwell. That's right. Yep. What were the dates for that one? Uh, it was sometime in April, I believe. Okay. Um, and the Bassmaster Elite on Sandy Cooper um, has been postponed as well. The Carhartt Bassmaster, Cla- Bassmaster College Series at Lake Cumberland has been um, postponed. Mossy Oak Fishing Bassmaster High School Series has been postponed. Mossy Oak Fishing Bassmaster Junior Series um, has been postponed. And those last... those all three of the col- the college, the high school, and the junior were on Lake Cumberland. Yeah. And then Bass has a – I understand from talking to Neil Paul down at Visit Anderson. And I guess we ought to say this part of it is brought to you by our calendar event sponsor, Visit <laughs> Anderson and Green Pond Landing Event Center. I hate to tie you guys to all the negative news, but yeah. you sponsor it, so you guys know. <laughs> you, all looking forward to better times when Green Pond is back open and, you know, things are happening down at Lake Hartwell. But, yes um, – Neil tells me that Bass is looking at things to get the Elite Series rescheduled first, then the Opens, 
then the college, and then the high school. And they'll just see how much time they got left to salvage things for this year. You know, old Ms. Matter, he said last week, could be fishing in the fall. Mm-hmm. He didn't like it. But if it's what if it's what's got to happen, it's got to happen. Yeah, because you got, don't, you know, they got away from those summertime series tournaments for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep those fish alive when it's 90-degree water temperature and 95 degrees inside the boat, and you don't have enough ice to keep those live oils cold. So we'll just have to bear with them. On the Major League Fishing side, they, of course, postponed the Raleigh tournament a couple of weeks ago. Now they have postponed Stage 5, which was going to happen at Grand Lake of the Cherokees out in Oklahoma. So, and I talked to Andy Montgomery about this yesterday, just for a minute. And I asked him if he thought they would do a fall swing and he said he didn't know with all the TV commitments what they would have to do with rescheduling. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see what MLF does uh, with rescheduling their events. The two postponements. So far, it's just been Raleigh and now Grand Lake of the Cherokee. So, gosh, it's just going to jam up fishing stuff. Yep. Because a lot of these guys, and the thing about it is when <laughs> I was fishing with Brandon Cobb, he said, I'm essentially unemployed. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, true. While all these tournaments are being postponed, <laughs> I'm not getting the fish. I'm not making a living. So, this is when the life of a professional angler takes kind of a <laughs> a turn for the reality, and everybody goes, "Oh wow, hadn't thought about that." Yeah, and so. it doesn't. It didn't. I don't think we were ever prepared for this. No, we weren't. It kind of hit us. <laughs> and my brother was saying six weeks ago, would any of us have thought we would be where we are right now? Not at all. Not in the least. Nope. So, getting all the bad news out of the way. It's not, I got um, more bad news over here, oh, but you go ahead. Oh, hey, Dad. Come on. I thought we were going to be good stuff. Um, it's all good stuff. It's all informational, but it's... But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as of yesterday, we are under a red flag fire alert. Um, this weekend has forecasted stronger than normal wind gusts and low humidity. Um, so, you said outdoor burning is prohibited for right now because um, with dry fuels has the potential to um, have goes, fi- like high fire escape. And that goes for your backyard. Yeah. Bonfires, too. Yeah. Sorry about that. Which is like, you know, going to get me out of this <laughs> this social distancing thing, but, you know. Well, no, it wasn't going to get you out of it. It was going to get me outside with some friends. That's right. But, but yeah. That didn't happen. <laughs> um, but it does say it gives a good, very good reason local fire departments should be available for COVID-19 responses. Yeah. So. Oof. That's all, all right. my bad news. That's all your bad news? That's all my bad news. Okay. <laughs> FLW. They have rescheduled several tournaments. Uh, a college fishing event, the Yeti Open on Kentucky Lake, has been rescheduled from March 17th through 2 September, 16th to 17th. The Pro Circuit on Cherokee Lake in Jefferson City, Tennessee, has been postponed or rescheduled to June 11th. It was originally April 2nd through the 5th. And the uh, the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit on Lake Harwell and Anderson, which is another event that was going to take place in Anderson the end of this month, April 23rd through the 26th, has been rescheduled from May 28th through the 31st. Uh, an All-American on Lake Harwell scheduled for April 30th to May 2nd. Of course, that would have that would be on top of the uh, Pro Circuit's now been scheduled for 28th through the 31st, has been rescheduled to November the 11th through the 13th, and then there's a couple more FLW events that have been uh, rescheduled into the summer, early summertime. 
How many more pieces of bad news do I have? I, I have I have one more. We'll get my oh, bad news out of the way. Okay, yeah. The Ann Springs Close Greenway in Rock Hill has been closed. As of Friday, April the 3rd, uh, they decided to close it. And that's a, I have never been there, but um, a friend of ours, Allison Rock with uh, Greer CPW, uh, is obviously very good, is very good friends. We've talked to her before about it. And uh, kind of a, a gym right there in the middle of York County. And But they've closed it, yeah. So beware the dog park, the greenway, the house, the barn, everything, trails. Closed until further notice. Okay, that's all the bad news I have. Yay! You go ahead. Thanks what you for got? bearing with us. Yes. No bad news. Thank you. Um, and I'm not as bad as I sound. No. I start. Not. And I start reading this stuff consecutive. I'm like, oh, come on now. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Um, well, we do have some. So the good news is, since you are quarantined to your houses, you have. We're not quarantined to our houses. You have. Well, it's recommended to be quarantined. Okay. To your house. Stay at home. Yes. Not quarantine. Okay. 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 Jeez. Get it right. <laughs> Anywho, you have something to watch on TV or yes. Bassmaster.com. Okay. Bassmaster will be streaming three days of the Bassmaster Classic that took place in Birmingham, Alabama, starting tomorrow at 11 a.m. Um, and then Monday at 10 a.m. and then Tuesday at 10 a.m., which will be – Tuesday will be Championship Sunday. So, uh-huh. Yeah. April the 5th is tomorrow, uh, April 12th, April 19th. I'm losing track. Boy, you are. Let's it was get... a long night. <laughs> it was a long night for last night, folks. It was a long night. It was a long so night. So tomorrow is day one. Tomorrow is day one. April 12th at 10 a.m. Yes. is day two. Yes. April 19th at 10 a.m. is Championship Sunday. There you go. And you can go to Bassmaster.com for more of the schedule. Okay. 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 I gotta wake up. I should have had Coke <laughs> instead of water. Well, you've only got one more second to to make it through. And I can kick you. You don't kick me. Sophie's asleep. So Sophie's she's asleep. she's no help getting you awake. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna start off the next segment with some really good news. Some things that that one thing that has happened from a cancellation, and then one thing that is happening now in the Low Country. That's gonna put a smile on your face and say. Yep. Everything is not lost. Exactly. All right. So hang on through the break. We'll be back with the final segment of Woods and Water South Carolina in just a few minutes. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. This is the last segment of the day. Uh-oh, and you're, you're kind of music in the background. Mm-hmm. I love this song. Oh, gosh, don't ever talk to me about my singing. All right, Paul. Hey, I can sing my song. Thank you very much. <laughs> She's awake now, folks. She has a can. I have a Coke. She has I just a can chugged. of Coke in front of her. She chugged, chugged on it. Coke. So, so she might be awake for the next few minutes. I can get through the segment. Okay. It's a mental state of mind. It's okay. a grind. I cannot believe you just did that. I can't, I can't. Oh, boy. Outdoor communicators all over the country are just shaking their heads in disbelief right now that I said that on the radio, that it's a grind. 
Oh my goodness. That was gold. I have a t-shirt that has It's a Grind on it. Really? Yes. You should wear it more often. Joe Pogger gave me, gave me a t-shirt. Of course he did. Yes. Yeah, of course he did. Do. Yes. Yep. The media, my media relations, the media relations guy, at FLW Joe Pogger, <laughs> is a good friend of ours, and he gave, I think he gave Ron Wong one too. Ron, uh, <laughs> Ron is a good friend of ours who, who is a radio guy for Larry Ray Outdoors over in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, we we are two. We would sit there at the FLW weigh-ins. This has got this is not even close to what we were going to talk about. We'd sit there at FLW weigh-ins and, ty- and and count the number of times that anglers came across the stage and said "grind." So we got T-shirts. It's a I, grind. I can picture. I can picture him walking around with that T-shirt on. I had some good times oh, in this. Boy. If you call this thing a job, we had some great times. <laughs> okay, now that you're awake, see? Yes, you're awake. Yeah, I am helped. awake. It Woo. did. Okay, guys, bear with me. Thank you, Coca-Cola Bottling Company. Thank you. Yes. Um. So, like we said before going into this next segment, was we have some good news from the Low Country. Coming out of this crisis, um, Low Country QDMA will be hosting a food drive on Saturday and Sunday, April 4th and 5th, um, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. The location is to be determined, um, but for updates, you can follow them on Facebook or Instagram um, or go to their website. But this will be, they will be partnering with the Low Country Food Bank. Um, they are accepting frozen ground or cube venison. Um, other non-perishable canned goods will be accepted as well. Donations will be sent directly to the Low Country Food Bank. Um, for every three pounds or ten dollars you donate, you will be entered into a raffle for pop-up blind from Rhino Blinds. It says just in time for turkey season. Yep. Um, one pound or one dollar equals six local mouths fed. Um, it sounds like a very, very, very cool thing they are doing down there. Dono- donations can be sent via Venmo to at Ashley Smith one six zero. And I just looked on their Facebook page. The food drive is happening today and tomorrow at Hatchell's Point. Hatchell's Point. Forty seven Windermere Boulevard, West Ashley. So there you go. I didn't. I didn't even know it was today. That's okay. Oh, boy. Some of these things you get to when you can get to it. The other cool thing, you know, we, we have a fishing tournament every year. Our, our Allison, right with Greer of uh, CPW, she's also a member of the Greer Centennial Lions Club. And they do a fishing tournament on local lake here, Lake Robinson. And they raise money, and normally they raise it. I think last year they bought a, um, oh, man, what's one of those iMachines? Uh, I can't remember. iMachines? Yeah, it was to test... For certain eye disease, because that's what the Lions Club does. They do, you know, they're they're concerned with vision. Um, she put out a call for everybody who had donated money to the local for this year's fishing tournament, and evidently everybody said, "Hey, keep the money," because they gave three checks, each for three thousand dollars: one to Greer Relief, one to Greer Community Ministries, and one to Greer Soup Kitchen. So even though the Lions Club was not able to host their annual bass fishing tournament fundraiser this year due to the virus, sponsors and participants were generous enough to allow the organization to continue to donate the money to the three charities in need. And they were written up in uh, Greenville today, and I think she did some either phone or TV interviews on this because she had shown me her, she had posted her sock feet. She was doing interviews. So obviously maybe she was doing a remote. But, uh, 
yeah, congratulations to the Gricentennial Lions Club and for those sponsors who donated that money and allowed them to go ahead and make those contributions. So kind of switching gears here from fishing and closures and Clutch, bad news. Yes, switch gears. <laughs> yes, exactly. We are switching to deer. Deer, okay. And like we've said multiple times, being a deer hunter is not just during deer season. This it's is not a September 15th to January 1st. No, it depends, is it? Not at all. Okay. This is prime time to get your mineral looks out. Yes. And there's an article from feedthatgame.com about mineral licks. So, deer need mineral licks for much-needed nutrients from salt deposits. Um, Simply because we don't have it naturally occurring. Some of the minerals they need don't, just don't naturally occur in our dirt here in the southeast. Yes. And the salt they get from it is necessary for high... It, ha, it does contain hydrochloric acid, which is essential for the digestion of food in the stomach. Um, and it's true for us, and it's true for deer. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Do you know that? No. Your stomach works like a deer, Dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Biology lesson for today. Yay. <laughs> Maybe I will survive nursing school. Who Maybe knows? you will survive nursing school. Who knows? <laughs> deer need salt year-round. Um, it is essential for their digestive system. And in the se- the two seasons where they're um, giving birth or nursing fawns, um, they need the, nur- the nutrients that they get from the salt um, for themselves and for the fawns. Um, it does help produce the milk for fawns. Um, deer also need the mineral licks during fall and winter, um, but they need it more now, more so than to kind of adjust. Um, when they do need it in fall and winter, it's to adapt to cold months. Okay. Um, finding the best option for deer. Um, you know, there's there's so many mineral licks out there. Which one we which one do you use? We have used a lot of Lucky Buck. Yes. Which smells like bubblegum. So <laughs> oh boy. I would eat it. I haven't yet, <laughs> but I would. No, you have. I think you tried it one time, didn't you? I think you put your finger in and tried it one time. Did I? I think you did. Because we, we said it smelled good. This is what happens when we're together. I don't remember that, but okay, if you say I so. I think you did. And then, uh, and then Trophy Rock. Those are the two that we, besides some of the others, I mean, we we put out some other stuff, but those are the two main ones that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll interrupt you and tell you that Matt Airy is a firm believer in Lucky Buck. Is he? Yes, he put out, he told me he put out, I don't know how many buckets of that stuff last year, but he said... In all his years of deer hunting and managing and trying to attract deer, that last season he had more deer come into those licks than anything else he'd ever put out. Wow. So, um, pro tip. And for those of you that don't know, there are different forms of mineral licks. There's the block, um, granular, and liquid. Yep. And I don't think we've ever used liquid, have we? Michael mm, Paul has before. Okay. So the mineral blocks are, they look like a big rock, and they or have... it could be square. That's right, it could be square. I mean, this is nothing new. I mean, when we when I was growing up, we had mineral blocks for our cows. Hmm. Because they need the same minerals, too. Yeah. Um, this is this is salt blocks. They last longer compared to other mineral forms, um, but this, this does require more time before the mineral begins to, sit, begins to sleep into the land. Um, granular is smoothly blended and mixed into the soil. Um, some of this requires water, 
while some do not. Um, and then liquid is highly similar with the granular, um, given that it also seeps into the soil. Most users of, li of this liquid place it in logs. Um, the downside, it does not last as long as a block salt, but can provide the nutrients it, the nutrients needed. Um, is it saying there the blocks? I mean, okay, well, you're coming to it. I see it right there. Where, go ahead. Wh where to place it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So we normally place, we, we normally place ours either like by a stump or on a stump, on stump. Yep. or then like the lucky buck we put kind of in like a natural hole. Yeah, we'll dig a hole and just pour the lucky buck in. Um, and I feel like that's where, you know, some, we come into a problem with disturbing what's around it. And we'll get to that. But um, it's essential for the for the location. Um, that's easy for them to find. Yeah. No, we're just find the trails are working and, yeah. and add mineral licks. And we have we have some good ones down there. We have some good ones, yes. Um, yes, it's find areas of high usage by deer. Um, do not disturb the area as much as you can because <laughs> they can sense that they are very smart. For those that don't know. They'll pattern you. <laughs> yes, they will. Um, so, you know, when you're digging that hole, make sure you're taking precautions to make sure that that ground around you is still somewhat the same um, and make it look natural. Um, and then it just says make sure that you check around your area to make sure that you are in that right spot for them to find it. So, good. Yeah. And that's something you can do right now that helps them tomorrow. They'll mm -hmm. find it that quick. And with, with does dropping fawns here in the next month and a half or so, it, um, it it really does help them through this, in this time period. When you, and you want good, healthy deer populations. This mm -hmm. is just one of those things. Like I said, a lot of the minerals they need, we don't have the concentrations exactly. naturally. So you have to supplement or give them those salt blocks, mineral licks, whatever. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get to... I wanted to get this article, Five Ways to Get Kids into Nature. Uh, Richard Louvre, he, he coined the term nature deficit disorder. I haven't talked about him in a while. Um, and as I was reading through it, he said children are nature and endangered species. It goes through some of the stuff, and, I, and I'm not going to have time to get to it all. But I wanted the first, the first of the five points is so relevant today. Number one, teach hope. And it, it quotes, and this is from ten years ago, our culture is addicted to oil and despair, Chances are, when you think of the future, you imagine negative post-apocalyptic images like Blade Runner or Mad Max or what we're going through right now. But how can our children believe hope is possible if we don't adjust our mental pictures and reimagine a brighter future? This takes practice and vigilance. Instead of bemoaning how much better things were when you were young, brainstorm solutions for how you and your family might be part of the solution. You know, Get outside. Encourage your um, families to get in nature, change the conversation to many positive developments that have come out of the environmental movement. Clean air, clean water, new wildlands. Um, instill in your children the philosophy that change is possible. We work together to create the world we want to live in. So I thought that was kind of relevant to today. Teach hope to kids. Get them outside. Get them away from social media because, boy, I tell you, you go stir crazy reading this <laughs> stuff on Facebook. All right. Thanks to. Uh, Thanks to Captain Major Downer for joining us. Thanks for y'all tuning in. As always, take time to get out there. Take the back when you can. And don't forget the camera. See you next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Come, Captain.